Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Mental Health Casual Podcast. I am your host, Lucky, and today we're going over to the Anger subreddit, but before we get into that, if any of you guys are new here, first off, welcome. This is basically what I do. I just go to different subreddits that have anything to do with mental health and try and give some generalized advice and try and learn something new and try and give a Christian perspective uh, to uh, mental health in general. But I'm by no means a professional or a pastor, so feel free to take my advice with a grain of salt or apply it to your life however you see fit. So uh, I wanted to go back. So if you guys remember, we were doing the Leaves subreddit. So if you guys are new here, the Leaves subreddit is where people are trying to quit THC-related products, whether it be um, edibles, dabs, marijuana, you know, flour. I don't know. I don't know what they call it. Um, the buds. Anyway, um, we went over to Galatians 5, and we're actually going to go to that same couple of verses again because there's actually uh, a, a couple of things in here that have to do with today's topic. However, let me get into uh, the, the question first um, before, we, uh, before we get into it. So uh, let's go into this first post right here. When you have an anger outburst, what happens? Do you break things, hurt people? How has it impacted your relationship? Do you get to the point where you say, uh, screw it and destroy everything? Curious and trying to learn more about anger. If you could please help me, what happens to you when you start to get into that outburst stage? Also, has your anger turned into domestic violence? So, um, a very good question. And let me get into uh, this Bible verse and we'll come right back to it. So, uh, this is where we were talking about the works of the flesh. So, let's get into this. There will be a link to Galatians 5 just like yesterday. Uh, if you guys want to follow along, this is Galatians 5, uh, chapter 5, uh, sorry, excuse me, Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 is where we're going to start. So it says, so Paul says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery is where we stopped yesterday. Hatred, okay, that's a pretty good one for today. Contentions is another one, although that usually leads to uh, dissensions among. Um, uh, it, it's a lot of like inner strife, those types of things, um, and arguments that are longer than normal. So maybe that could have something to do with it. Uh, jealousies, and then we're getting to the main one: outbursts of wrath. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and stop there. I know. I think there was one more in here. No, okay. Uh, let, let me actually skip over to the end of it uh, real quick, uh, where it says, so after this list, it says, of which I tell you beforehand, just as uh, I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So that's important to um, to remember, right? Uh, when we talk about you when we talk about people uh who do these things it's important to remember that it's practicing so if you continue to do these behaviors right um if you do something and repent there that's a big diff there's a big difference there right we all fall off at some point that's no you know there's no um doubt in that right um so i'm going to read you the 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 greek translation of it so it's uh, proso um it's a verb, and it says uh, to exercise, practice, to be busy with, and carry on. 
So in other words, right, it's something that you continue to do. So when you're, when you're practicing something, uh, it's, it says do in the King James Version, but uh, when you're practicing something, you are continuing to do it, okay? Um, and I, I wanted to make that important distinction. Why? Because when we're talking about um, anger in particular, it's one of those things that you fuel, right? I can't believe this person did this to me. I can't believe that, 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 that right? How many times do you go into that place of hatred and, uh, it, yeah, the place of hatred, right? So that was one of the first things we talked about. And then it leads to an anger outburst, right? And just to be clear about what we're talking about with outbursts, by the way, I have my little cheat sheet here from our one-step talk. Um, one of the things that the, the person running it mentioned was that it's it has to do with strong passion or wrath. But in particular, it's a short and volatile um, explosion of it. So it's not a long thing, right? Um, and you cut, you you get to see this when people, uh, at least in my own experience, uh, I've I've seen in my own experience with myself, it usually happens when there is just no other thing, um, you know, uh, there, there, there's no you're bottling something up and you're dealing with it and it's just you know it's too much. And you never ever like you you know you just you just never um, let it out right. We talk about like a release valve, those types of things. Now I want to go over to a story of Moses. Uh, everybody knows Moses, but if you in case you don't know, he was the person who got appointed to lead the Israelites out of Egypt after they had been enslaved for I cannot remember how many years, but it was a long time to build the pyramids, right? Um, and so they're going through this wilderness, and uh, let's just say everybody is failing these tests. Uh, not even tests, right? Just just long-suffering um, and not trusting in God. And at this point, you know, God is angry with them, but also Moses becomes angry with them. And one of the things that happens, and this is in Numbers 20, if you guys want to check out that link, there will be a link as well. But I wanted to talk about this rock at Kadesh, because I just read this the other day. Um, I, I'm kind of going through the Old Testament and the New Testament simultaneously, so uh, it's really cool to see these things happen. But one of the things that uh, would happen, right, would, would, was that Moses would go and speak to the Lord. He, he would speak to the Lord and, and he would come back talking, uh, you know, letting people know about what the Lord said to do. Um, this goes from like offering, sacrifices, all those types of things. So going over, um, let me see if I can find the uh, rock. Oh, there it is. So, um, so anyway, the people are basically complaining. Uh, big surprise. If you guys have read... Exodus and Numbers. That's like all it is. And by the way, I don't want to. I don't want to be too hard on these people. These people um, are going through the wilderness and they're scared and all that stuff. But and, and I would I be any different? Probably not. So you know, obviously, all my jokes here are also at me for you know for my sinful ways as well. But either way, going back to this. Um, so uh, I'm going to go to verse two of Numbers tw uh, chapter twenty. So it says. Here now there was no water for the congregation, so they gathered together against Moses and Aaron. Mo uh, uh, Aaron was also kind of in the lead with uh, with um, with uh, Moses. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's his stepbrother. 
Uh, I can't I can't remember off the top of my head if he's his brother, his stepbrother. Uh, I'll try and look that up. Um, elder brother of Moses. Okay. Um, either way, I, I I have to fact check that at some point. But he he's a brother or a stepbrother. I can't remember off the or uh, brother-in-law, whatever. But either way. Um, so anyway, he's a high priest in there. Um, or he he's he's one of the other leaders in there. Uh, and the pre- people contended with Moses and spoke, saying, If only we had died with when our brethren died before the Lord. Why have you brought, brought up the assembly of the Lord into this wilderness, that we and our animals should die here? And why have you made us come out of Egypt? So it kind of goes on in there. So Moses and Aaron, uh, this is, I'm skipping over to, to, to verse 6 of chapter 20 of Numbers. So Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly to the door of the tabernacle of meeting, and they fell on their faces... Um, and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, and listen to these instructions carefully because I did not realize what had happened. Take the rod. This is the Lord speaking or, or God speaking. Take the rod. You and your brother Aaron, uh, gather the congregation together, speak to the rock before their eyes and it will yield its water. Thus you shall bring water for them out of the rock and give drink to the congregation and their animals. Okay. So Moses took the rod before, uh, from before the Lord as he commanded him. Okay, and here's where the different part comes in. And Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock, and he said to them, Here now, you rebels, must we bring water for you out of this rock? Okay, there's something wrong here, but let's keep going. Going to, to, to verse 11. Then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod, and water came out abundantly, and the congregation and their animals drank. Sounds pretty good, right? Interesting. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and said, Because you did not believe me to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. This was the water of Meribah, because the children of Israel contended the Lord, and he was hollow, and he was uh, hollowed among them. Uh, Meribah means contention. Either way, what did what did Moses do wrong? Well, he did not speak to the rock. He spoke to the people. He when he was outraged and ended up letting that outrage lead him to slamming the rod. Now, because God is merciful, he ended up giving him water anyway. But in his outburst, he disobeyed God. Fascinating. How many, going back to what we talked about yesterday, right? When we are doing drugs, when we are partaking in this addiction to sins, we are more, uh, when we're, t- <laughs> sorry, when we're uh, doing drugs, all those types of things, um, those sins can open the door to other sins. Same thing with this. Why do I say this? Because what is it the last thing that this person asks? Uh, do you get to the point where you say, screw it and destroy everything? And then go to the last part of what they asked. Also, has your anger turned into domestic violence? That is some sometimes where it goes. Um, you know, it, one sin can lead to another. It, they they are very um, they're very linked, and so you have to be very careful with each one of them, especially when it comes to addiction. But other ones, anger can lead to outburst, um, which can lead to other. Uh, which can lead to the after, lead to the aftermath, which will which could leave you depressed and anxious, which could lead you to being more vulnerable, right, uh, to the lies of the enemy or to Satan. Um, and it's important to remember that. 
So I wanted to kind of give you that because I, I was just reading this the other day and I was like, wow, that's such an interesting story because people, and myself included, right, typically think of Moses as this person who is un, um, you know, he's, he's just like such a proper follower, right? What a proper follower. He gets to speak to the Lord on, on, on a, on a, uh, you know, as as a friend, it seems like, right? Obviously, uh, he still fears the Lord and all that stuff. But I mean, how many of you get to actually speak to God? I'm going to say none of you. Uh, <laughs> not the way that Moses spoke to him. Uh, but he still messed up. Why? Because we're all human, right? Um, and it just kind of goes to show you this is why we don't worship uh, the people of the Bible. We worship who the people in the Bible worship, which is God, Yahweh. Either way. Uh, let's go over to the next post because I think uh, these are all going to be a little bit linked in um, to each other. And going back to this, right, anger plus self-harm. This is the next post. Does anybody else get so angry that they self-harm? For me, when I get really angry, I aggressively bite my hand and it's been a bit of hab a habit for me. Does anybody else uh, get this urge to do self-harm? And what are some ways to cope with deep anger because biting my hand really doesn't work? So um, I famously on this, or infamously on this channel, always talked about um, punching walls. I still, you know, I still have scars on my knuckles to this day uh, from punching walls. Um, so whenever you, uh, we, we get angry, right? One of the worst things you can do is develop a, a coping habit uh, that is harmful, right? Um, it Now you can... You can have habits that like get you out of things, but ultimately you want to try. And, and this is where the 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 um the Holy Spirit comes into play. And this is where it becomes a little bit harder to talk to people about this, right? One of the ways that I get my peace, I'll give you a great example, right? So I was in traffic today. I literally went uh, like I, I was in traffic for like an hour and a half um, after work, and the whole time, you, what was I? Do you know what I was saying? I said, "Thank you, Lord, for the day that you brought me. Thank you, Lord, that I'm able to do these things." Right? Because it's all about perspective. And once you put things into perspective, it's harder to get angry at the situation that you're in. Sure, are some people in terrible situations? Absolutely. But as you start to put yourself in the perspective of God, uh, you know, in the perspective of um you know of yourself as a human being right as opposed to this uh this infinite being that we that that you know that we serve it really starts to put things in a better perspective right because then you get to rest in the victory it's not people have to realize right it's not god um uh like versus the devil versus satan on equal terms no it's god lets Satan do th certain things to test people. This is where we get the story of the the book of Job, right? What uh, I don't have the verse in front of me, but um, what happens when if you guys don't know the book of Job, basically uh, Job, one of God's uh, most faithful servants. I can't remember. This is probably one of the first, if not the first, book written in terms of the chronological order um, in in the Bible. Uh, so obviously Genesis takes place before Job, but Job is like the first one written down. And I don't know who wrote it, uh, anything like that. But anyway, one of the things that happens is Satan looks at Job and he says, he says to God, like, you know, uh, you know what, like, 
uh, oh no, actually, sorry, before all this happens, um, you know, God basically says, you know, hey, Satan, where have you been? And he's like, oh, just, you know, walking around the world, that kind of stuff. Um, and then what God does is he says, have you considered my servant Job? He is faithful. In other words, he challenges Satan um, to, hey, have you considered, right? Are you telling me an infinite being wouldn't understand that Satan is going to take that up as a challenge, right? Of course he is, right? So uh, then Satan gets to do all these terrible things to Job. Uh, and it's a great story. I'd like to cover it more in depth. Like what I'm doing in a nutshell is not going to give it uh, justice. But um, but yeah, I just want to give that uh, as an explanation for people out there who maybe do not understand. Um, but yeah, that's the, that's the important thing, right? Satan can't do anything without God allowing it to happen. That's important to remember. Um, in terms of reasoning, uh, there are many reasons, and a lot of them I just don't know about, right? Those are that's for God to know. And this is where people start to get into the anxiety of it, right? Well, I mean, if he could let this happen, yada yada yada. And this is where you kind. Of, this is where the the bond servant, um, the the servant aspect has to happen. There are going to be some things that you just you 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 trust in God with right you trust his promises you trust that he loves you you trust that uh, God is love that's something that is talked about in gosh i want to say first or second john if i'm not mistaken something like that um you know and and there's this great line in this song i it's not exactly uh it's not in the bible but it, it, I, it to me it just makes a lot of sense right um when you can't see the works of his hands uh, trust his heart. I think I think that's roughly what the line is. So you know that that's the important thing to remember, right? Trust his promises. Trust because God is faithful. Um, and so whenever you have the urge to self harm or anything like that, and whenever you have the urge, because you know sin is self harm, right? Um, that that's an important thing to remember, right? Every time you sin, you you sink deeper and deeper into the world, which is harmful. It's harmful to you. Um, and that's important before you know before you get too locked into place in the world. It's important to get yourself out of that, uh, to focus on the things of of heaven, right? To focus on Christ, to focus on your relationship with Christ, to focus on prayer, right? People think that these things are just you know oh I just do them because I, uh, you know because I, uh, you know because I saw it happen or something like that or because you know I'm following this blindly. No, it's there's a there's a practical reason for you. It's to stay connected to God, right? Uh, it's 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 ultimately for our benefit, despite the fact that you know people will see it as, um, you know, oh, you you know, God doesn't answer our prayers, you know. Uh, a, if it's in God's will, right? That's one thing that you have to remember. And so, going back to what we were talking about. Before I don't want to get too much on a tangent here because I do want to do one more one more question real quick, um, but this is why I'm so much more at peace now is because I trust in God. I don't trust in man. I don't trust in people. I trust in God. Right? People let you down all the time. It's just a natural thing of life. Right? I don't care if it's my pastor. I don't care if it's this. And this goes back to Moses. Right? Moses. Right? I've been. I was reading about Moses, and all of a sudden I was like, when? This guy really let me down because I had this picture, right? I, everybody's watched the Prince of Egypt, right? That, that movie with like Val Kilmer and the, the, the that, that was like one of the good, it, it was a really good movie. I have to admit, I, I thought it was a really good movie. 
Um, but how many of you were like, oh, this guy, like he can do no wrong. And that's not the way to look at that, right? It's the way to look at it is look at what God can do through a person who is sinful, who is, um, look at what he can do through somebody with so many iniquities, right? We talked about this yesterday with Paul. I want to say it was Corinthians or was it Romans? I think it was Romans, but I can't remember off the top of my head where Paul talks about the thorn in his side and he talks about, um, you know, how he boasts of his iniquities so that it can show um, what Christ Jesus can do through him, right? That's important. What does this have to do with with uh, anger, right? Well, let's go into this. Uh, next post. I hate having so many regrets, mostly because by the time I start to feel bad, it's too late for me to apologize, or I just want to crawl in a hole and die and never show my face again. See, this is, this is uh, the problem with answering to... Um, with not having God in your life, right, is all of the regrets. Now, does that mean you just, you never do things that you regret, right? Um, I can't tell you how many times I've been on a podcast or something like that where I say something like really stupid. I'm like, ugh. Or I say something in my daily life. I'm like, ugh, right? Happens all the time. But ultimately, I know that I'm, uh, I know, uh, I am confident in my salvation. I'm confident in the, in God's promise, um, therefore I don't dwell on these things. And that's another thing that we come back into, right? When we dwell on these things, it tends to lead into other things. I'm going to read this list off one more time, right? We're going back to Galatians five, uh, uh, chapter five, verse 19. I'm going to read this off and I'm going to tell you that all these have an intertwining, um, have, have some intertwining in them, right? Now the works of the flesh are evident. This is verse 19, uh, which are, Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred. Uh, sorcery, remember yesterday we talked about a pharmakia. Hatred, con- contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath. Uh, so hatred, right? Your hatred for somebody could lead you down this path of wrath, right? If you keep feeding that that uh, that hatred inside of you, well, what's going to happen? At one point, you're gonna you're gonna uh, have an outburst. Right, um, you know, jealousies, all that kind of stuff. Now let's go over to the better part of this: the spirit, uh, the fruits of the spirit. Going to uh, verse twenty-two of Galatians five, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. So in other words, looking at the opposites of these, love, there is no hate in love. Those are opposites, right? Joy, right? Um, Peace. When you're at peace, it's hard to really hate somebody when you're at peace. Really, really hard. Like you you almost have to try at that point. Long suffering or, or another word would be patience. If you have patience with, with people, if you practice patience, you would be surprised at how much better your anger is, right? Especially when you think about God's patience with us. And this is another, this is where we come back to that point. Look to Jesus for your answers. Because he set a great example for us. 
You know, how many times was Jesus patient with us? How many times has God been patient with you and yet you turn away still? And yet God is always there. When I was dealing with my father being in and out of my life, God was there, but I never looked towards him. One day I looked towards God and I said, has this been here the whole time? And the answer was yes. But God doesn't force you into a relationship. Uh, you know, Christ doesn't, doesn't force you into a relationship with him, right? That's something, that's, that's the, the, the gift of grace, the gift of uh, grace found through faith, right? Through faith in Christ Jesus. That's something that you have to go get. That's something that you have to not even go get. It's literally just something you have to accept, right? There's no work to be done. This is a free gift, right? And the more that you uh, struggle to do your own works, the more the more you will struggle to uh, because you will be in the works of the flesh, right? And that is going to lead to less fruitful efforts. Um, and you're going to, you're going to go down a path where you just feel like everything is unfruitful. That's why so many rich people are not happy, right? Because how many of you say this all the time? Oh, if I only had a thousand dollars more, if I only had $2,000 more, if I only had $3,000 more, I'd be happy. That's not true. That's not true. And you, and you know, it's not true, right? If only I had, and, and going back to this person's, uh, post right. If only I hadn't done this, I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, be be regretful, right? Well, I mean, then you're probably going to do another thing that is going to lead you to regrets, right? Look at the source of the problem, because ultimately, love is something that God introduced to us. In order to understand it, you need God's wisdom. In order to do that, you need to read the Bible. In order to to um, get the full, obviously. You know, you should still read the Bible, and I think it's a great resource to even people who are uh, who are not not saved. But I'll tell you, not until God started giving me His wisdom, which He gives with liberality. Uh, uh, that's a verse in oh man, I want to say it's in like First Peter or something like that. But either way, um, there is it's important to let God work through, let the Holy Spirit work through you. But that can only happen if you're saved. So. This is the important thing, and that's why I want to make this distinction, right? When you are saved and you get the Holy Spirit, it is much easier to put down the wrath, uh, put a, put aside your wrath. I'm not saying that you're not going to ever get, you know, spiteful or anything like that. We're humans and we're sinners, and you have to accept that. But when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can let His works shine. You can give Him the glory so that you don't get prideful. You can let Him work on your heart of stone so that it can be malleable so that you can not be stiff necked. So either way, guys, hopefully this helps you guys. Uh, there'll be a link to uh, Galatians five numbers 20. Um, the number 20 was the, the, the story of Moses and the rock of Kadesh. Um, and there'll also be a link to the anger subreddit. Remember uh, you can always email me at mentalhealthcasual@gmail.com. at gmail.com. But as always guys, don't forget to keep it casual.